Welcome to another edition of the Business and Personal Podcast, where we bring you closer to the people you spend your hard-earned dollars with. And today we're joined by Dr. Michael Fleischman, an orthopedic surgeon at Straith Hospital for Special Surgery. Dr. Fleischman, how are you doing? Thanks for joining today. I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I think uh, we're going to cover some very interesting topics here and things that I think affect a lot of people and a lot of people out there that need your help right now, uh, as we'll discuss. But you've been in this profession for 11 years. I'm sure you've seen a lot. Um, just kind of tell people a little bit about your background, uh, what got you into this, and then why you're so passionate about it. Sure. Well, before I was ever a physician, I was, I was a patient. And uh, I was mostly an orthopedic patient because I was a bit of a crazy kid when it came to sports, et cetera. So multiple injuries, multiple orthopedic surgeries, uh, really got interested in becoming an orthopedic surgeon when I was 16 years old. It, it all started at that point when I did an externship with an orthopedic surgeon. And without getting into the detail, we were doing, we were doing a joint replacement and this person had terrible knee pain and all of a sudden, the surgeon brings out a power tool, starts doing work on a knee, and I think this is the greatest thing in the world. I get to use power tools and help people all at the same time. So that's how I got involved uh, with my interest in orthopedics. And then through the years, um, I've, I've narrowed down what I really enjoy taking care of. And, and a lot of that is sports injuries and joint pain. And so now what I do is I specialize in, in hip, knee, shoulder, uh, and I do general orthopedics and I do fracture care, but the majority of my practice is joint replacement. And, you know, I hear a lot of that people that have personal experiences in a certain thing that, you know, that happened in their life or whatever that caused them to join a specific profession. So uh, I love to hear, you know, stories like that. And you've seen so many changes from, if you go back to that moment when you, um, became interested in this field and to where we are now, just unbelievable amount of changes um, in technology that, you know, we're going to talk about here. Um, but the reason I brought you on, I think there's a couple things converging right now. I think you have, with the pandemic last year, elective surgeries and elective procedures were not possible just because they were shut down. Um, yeah. And then um, even when they opened up, you still had a lot of people that stayed at home. They didn't want to get out. They didn't want to deal with it. And people are already apprehensive about these big procedures as it is. So um, I think that's going to cause a big amount of people that need your help right now. It's not like pain just stopped when the pandemic stopped. Those issues are all out there. Then you also, I think, have another segment of the population that was not very physically active because they couldn't really get out and do much. So now getting back into playing sports and whatnot. So you have the people that had the previous injuries and then injuries that probably are going to emerge with so many people being more athletic or more into athletics right now. So what are your thoughts on that and the need for what you're going to services you provide here going into this year? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I mean, when we sit for a while and if a while is now 12 months and we're not as active as we once were, and that could just mean walking around work that you used to do at your office building. And now you're no longer doing that. We have, uh, we have a predisposition at that point to become injured. And so the injuries are definitely going to increase because of that. And, and we call them weekend warriors and weekend warriors have always existed, but that those numbers are probably going to increase. And then when we talk about arthritis pain, um, arthritis is this vicious circle where we have pain. So we do less, we move the joint less. And what happens is we get stiff 
and that stiffness causes more pain. So as you can imagine, when we're not able to live what we consider our normal lives, that is just gonna be a more vicious circle. Moving forward, um, and even in the past year, what I found is a lot of patients are just really not comfortable being in a really big hospital system. I'm, I'm actually a lucky one where I have access to both a large hospital system and I, I do surgery in a very small hospital where we don't have any active COVID patients. We test everybody that even comes into the building and uh, it's made both myself, my staff, and especially my patients feel really safe over the past 12 months uh, as we have cared for them. And, you know, I, there's so many horror stories out there of knee surgeries or hip surgeries that have gone bad. And it's a scary thing for anybody to undergo anyway. But then when they read or hear about those stories, it just causes them more apprehension to get these procedures done. But um, you were sharing with me some very precise methods you have that um, really minimize the risk of issues happening after the surgery. Touch on that a little bit. I think people would be interested in knowing about what you have to offer there. Sure. So first of all, my, my subspecialty training is in joint replacement. I did a five-year residency in general orthopedics, and then I did a fellowship in nothing but hip and knee joint replacement. So during that time, in order to, what I've learned is in order to lower risk, number one, you have to have someone that does this a lot and that specializes in it. We know that for sure lowers the patient's risk factors after surgery. But also, I use certain tools for certain patients. For example, I, I specialize in robotic joint replacement of the hip and knee. And what that means is a lot of people picture it where I'm sitting out in, in you know, my living room controlling it with a remote control or something. The robot's doing the surgery. And that's not at all what it is. It's basically the robot helps me remove the human error portion of the surgery out. So let me explain that a little bit. Let's, let's talk about a hip replacement specifically. With hip replacement, the, the keys to it, and we've known this for many years, is getting the angle, the size, the leg length after surgery as precise to the patient's normal anatomy is that we can. And as you can imagine, when we're in a human body, and we're trying to tell the difference between 42 degrees and 45 degrees or one millimeter and three millimeters, that becomes very complex. Well, the robot can tell that. The robot can tell that between within less than one degree and less than one millimeter. So I planned somebody's entire joint replacement on the robot prior to going into the operating room. I then go into the operating room and do my surgery and the robot is in there with me where I'm actually holding it. And it is telling me if I'm going outside of that one millimeter and one degree range that I plan to put it in. Absolutely amazing stuff. You know, these things that we've heard about for years that are coming, that are coming down the road, all this technology and it's here right Absolutely. now. Um, and I would imagine not only the, the people that have not had surgeries that would benefit from something like this, but you've, probably worked with people that have had issues with a previous surgery that you were able to fix with that precision as well, right? Would, would it make sense for people to look to go to you for a second opinion too? 
Yeah, I mean, that's one of my subspecialties. That was, that was what my fellowship training was in as well, was complex joint replacement, which means oftentimes someone's born with something that maybe makes it complex, but more often than not, it's they had a joint replacement and they're having issues with it now. And so I, that's something that I do on the regular where I take care of patients that have already had a joint replacement either recently and they're having issues or even 10 years ago and then all of a sudden now they're beginning to have issues. And those are the complex cases because it's no longer we know what to expect when we get in there. We, have, we figure it out once we get in there. And that's why having somebody that does this a lot is really important. And I know you had some visuals you wanted to show me here too um, that can kind of help people see a little bit of what you do with some of these knee and hip procedures. So for those that are watching the video version of this, you want to kind of show some visuals of the knee and hip that we sure. discussed? Why don't we start with the, the knee? I mean, when we talk about the knee, anytime I, I meet a patient and they, we talk about knee replacement, they picture me going there and literally taking out their entire knee and putting in a new one. And good news is, is we don't do that. In fact, the magic of the surgery is that we resurface the area that used to have cartilage, which is when you don't have cartilage, that's when you have arthritis. We resurface that area uh, with the pieces and the, the magic or the, the small detail of making a very good joint replacement is about sizing that and angling that to the patient's appropriate anatomy. So I'm gonna hold up, please let me know, Ryan, if you can see this well. Um, this, is, this is a model of a knee replacement. And anything that you see in here that's silver is metal. And anything like this piece here that kind of looks yellowish white is a very hard plastic. Everything else, the clear looking, these here, the ligaments, those are native and we don't touch any of that during surgery. So if I turn that to the side, you'll see that this is literally just resurfacing the bone. This, this plastic piece that goes into the, the center portion, that actually is what the joint now moves on after surgery. And so prior to surgery, I'm able to size this on the computer, put the angles into your anatomy, which would be completely different than my anatomy and everybody is different. And then when I go in there, execute that plan um, with, with that precision we talked about earlier. Same thing with a, uh, with a hip replacement. This one may be a little bit harder for you guys to see, but this is a model of a after a hip replacement. And again, this metal piece that you can see within, within the bone here, which is the femur and within the socket, those are very precisely put in uh, and they end up growing into your bone. And these are, are what I was referring to as far as the millimeters and the, the degrees that we're trying to get perfect. And one of the things that I found um, with, with hip replacement, we know that one of the biggest complaints about after hip replacement, and it doesn't happen to everybody, but if it happens to you, you're not you don't care how many other people it happened to, <laughs> is leg length discrepancy. So you go into surgery, your legs are the same length, or maybe this one's a little shorter, and you wake up and it feels like you're walking on a longer leg. With robotic hip replacement, I have completely removed that because again, to the millimeter, I know how much I'm lengthening your leg during surgery. 
But this is this is what that looks like once we're done. Um, it, it's got a metal piece within the femur, a metal piece within the socket, and then a very hard plastic piece that inserts in. And then you'll see a pink ball. That pink ball is actually truly pink. And that will be, that's this is the exact model that would go in. And the pink is made out of ceramic. It's, it's just so interesting to me. And, and now that you're, you've never in the past, haven't been confident going into a surgery that you're going to fix the problem, but how much more confidence does this robotic procedure give you knowing that you're definitely going to take care of the problem? I think for any surgeon, they'll tell you, I love surgery. I hate when patients aren't happy after surgery, every single one of them. And it's gotten to the point that we've gotten so good with the robotic surgery, especially after a hip replacement, it's universally understood that you must get an x-ray afterwards to make sure that things are where you thought you put them. And we still get an x-ray, but it's completely unnecessary because I know exactly where they're gonna be every single time because the robot will not let me put them anywhere other than where I was planning on putting them. And so, it is certainly confidence and with confidence also creates efficiency in the operating room, which means you're under anesthesia for a shorter amount of time. And then finally, after surgery, patients are just, they're requiring less pain medication. They're getting up and walking more quick, you know, more rapidly. We are, we're not having to, we're doing muscle sparing procedures because the robot doesn't require me to see as much when I'm in there, it just knows where it is in space already. And so all of these advantages add to my confidence going into the operating room. And I think based on what I've heard from patients, patients feel more conf confident going in as well because they've talked to other, other friends who have had the procedure and they, they realize it's just different. Let's be honest though, the robot can't do everything. Uh, there's also the mental side of this too. And I imagine you're, you have a very consultative approach as well. So, you know, you're talking to people that are nervous about this. So what would be your advice to anybody out there that's watching this, that has been thinking about getting this done? They're kind of on the fence. What would you say to them? Well, unfortunately today, that question is different than it was in January of 2020. <laughs> um, because, you know, on one side of that is, is instilling the confidence of COVID and how we're gonna make them safe for that. And the second one is, is why should they move forward with this surgery? And so starting with COVID, um, as we briefly discussed, I do my surgeries in, in a hospital where we don't have any COVID. And so that I think has really helped patients become more confident with going in and getting out of the house and coming to see me in my clinic and et cetera, et cetera. Now, when we talk about joint replacement or orthopedic surgery in general, Orthopedics is basically, I'm a body mechanic. So if you think about, about that with your car and you let the oil run out and you don't get your oil changed for too long, you go and see your car mechanic and they say to you, you know what, you waited too long. Now I have to change your entire oil pan. We can't just change out the oil. Well, the same thing goes for orthopedics in our bodies. If we wait too long, there is a chance that either you're gonna need a bigger surgery or something you didn't need surgery with originally, now you might need surgery for, or, that, or the surgery that you're gonna have has a lower chance of making you better 
if you don't get it done sooner. So I do encourage people and patients and family, everybody to go see their orthopedic surgeon when they have pain. I do telehealth. So oftentimes if patients are having, you know, concerns about COVID right now, I'll see them over telehealth first and we'll discuss it. And if I feel like it's something that it's important that they, they are seen in person or we get further imaging, we make that decision at that time. And then that takes care of both those problems, COVID and their, their issue of waiting too long. Yeah, so there's any number of ways that people can safely um, start the process with you and, and take it one step at a time as they get more comfortable with it. But another thing that you mentioned to me that I thought was interesting is your urgent care that you offer. So you've got some of these longer term problems that you can help out with. But as we mentioned, these sports injuries are going to happen maybe at a higher rate than you're used to seeing. So talk about the ability you have to see people right away um, when those emergencies happen. Yeah, so the precipice of the, the urgent care was actually, and this is an orthopedic specific urgent care, is throughout most of my career, I noticed that from primary care doctors and from patients, we were hearing, you know, I saw my primary care doc, they said I need to see a specialist and I couldn't get in for three or four weeks. Well, as a physician, that is, that sounds terrible to me. And if I were a patient, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want that at all. And so what I did was um, with Straith Hospital, we, we created an orthopedic uh, quick care. And so it's not just for injuries, it's also for patients that have arthritis and can't get into someone for weeks or just all of a sudden their pain got quite a bit worse and they wanna be seen tomorrow. Well, we, we guarantee that within one business day, you will see an orthopedic surgeon. And so it's not, it, you're literally seeing the specialist for that specific problem right away. So with regards to our, our quick care, that's how it works. And we are a specialized orthopedic urgent care or quick care. And that means for any type of injury, if you do it, you know, if your kid injures themselves on the soccer field, or if you're out a, work, a weekend warrior playing basketball and, and something happens, we'll see you within one business day guaranteed. That's great information. And that's just connected right to the straight hospital or is that a separate location that you have the urgent care? That's actually part of my clinic at straight hospital. Okay. And speaking of straight, I mean, someone with your experience would probably be pretty valuable in the market. I'm sure you could work in a lot of different places, but what is it about straight that pushed you to work there and why you think they're different than everybody else? We've basically tailored it to be to patient care. And that's what it comes down to. We're, we're able to be flexible. We've been very flexible during the COVID time. I'm hoping we can move out of that cloud and be flexible in the normal world again. Um, but, you know, patients really what they want is they want, number one, a competent doctor. Number two, they want a, a doctor who is willing to take the time and sit with them. Um, we've made sure it's straight that this does not feel like a conveyor belt um, and that you are, you know, if, if you need 45 minutes to figure out what's going on, you get 45 minutes, which in my or other orthopedic practices prior to that, that was certainly not the case. We were, we were on time demands. Um, we were forced by the hospital systems to have time demands. At Straith, we don't do that. We're, what we're trying to do is put the patient first, um, 
the, the doctors are also extremely happy to work in that environment. And when you have happy physicians, you tend to have happier patients as well. And then finally, my operating room teams. The operating room teams know me personally. They work literally 20 feet from me and we talk daily, whether I'm operating or not. And so just that personalization for patients when they walk in, it feels different than it does when you go into this big conglomerate hospital. And I feel it, patients feel it, and it's, it's really a nice, a nice environment for everybody. Yeah, we've all been there in those experiences that are not uh, pleasant in the hospital environment. So I totally understand everything that you're saying there. And, 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 you know, on that personal touch, I can only imagine how rewarding it is. You change lives, literally, right? I mean, you've got, I'm sure you've had people come in that could barely walk down the street um, with pain that they were dealing with that very quickly, you're able to get them back into life again and out and enjoying things. Maybe just touch on that, like, what it does for you personally to help people out like that. And maybe even if there's a story that you had to share of someone that you made a big difference for. Sure. Yeah. I mean, really that is what orthopedics is. That's the greatest thing about it is it's, it's about improving quality of life. And oftentimes, you know, I get to deal, I get to take care of patients that are 10 years old, all the way up to 90 years old, all in the same day. And so what I, what I get out of that is I basically can change a life from getting a kid back onto the, onto the playing field versus getting a grandmother who's been maybe wheelchair bound now up and walking again. And I don't know if I can put words into what that feels like literally on a daily basis, but as I said, this is what I've dreamt of doing since I was 16 years old. And I'm, I'm getting to live that dream, which is amazing. Um, with regards to a specific patient, as you asked that, a bunch ran through my head of what, what's a good example of you know, a patient. And I, I think the best example of the combination of the patients I see was a 29-year-old um, lady who has rheumatoid arthritis and was in a wheelchair and her legs stuck out to the side so far that at her knee that she wasn't able to walk and she hadn't been able to walk for three or four years when I met her. And each time she saw an orthopedic, orthopedic surgeon, number one, she was a very complex surgery, but number two, she was 29 years old and putting a joint replacement into a 29 year old is a whole different discussion because they don't last for a hundred years. They last for about 20 years. And it took about six months of education with her to get her to understand what it would do for her life. And once we came to those terms, I was able to give her a knee replacement. And literally the day that I gave her a knee replacement, she got up and walked. She used a walker for about a week transition to a cane and I see everybody two weeks after the surgery and when I saw her two weeks after she no longer was even she she didn't bring the cane into the to the office at all and you know as I followed her over the years she's just her life has changed completely it's gone from a 29 year old who couldn't work couldn't do anything um, for herself to you know she now has a family she's got a full-time job there's no way to explain 
how that feels for her. I, I can't even I can't even get into her head. But those type of situations are really what we encounter in orthopedics that are unlike any other surgical subspecialty. And it, it, it's pretty special. That's awesome. And almost I'm sure it doesn't even feel like work a lot of times for you. you know, a lot of times it doesn't. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, anybody out there that's been kind of putting this off, you're dealing with pain uh, between the precision and the personal touch that you can get from Dr. Fleischman and everybody over at, Sp at Straith, uh, highly suggest you reach out to them. Uh, Dr. Fleischman, what would be the best way for people to, to get in touch with you and, and start the process? I think the best way is to uh, either give us a call or, or go on online. You can find us at straith.org. Uh, you can also look up more about the specific procedures I do at drmichaelfleischman.com. Fantastic. Well, this was just awesome information. Uh, your enjoyment for what you do definitely showed through with everything you had to say. We appreciate you taking the time and uh, maybe look forward to having you on later to share some more success stories. That'd be great. Thanks a lot, Ryan. All right. Thank you.